episode, I believe, 80 of the Cyberpunk 2077 Community Podcast. With me, as always, we have our co-hosts. We have uh, Cybsidian from the Triple S League. Hello. Last Known Meal. Hello, hello. And Mad Queen. Greetings, Earthlings. How are you guys? How's your week? Hectic. Hectic? <laughs> yeah, like the first day of October and we already got the trailer for... Uh... Yeah, with Keanu, the short one, and then the other one. I was like, yeah, it, it's it's certainly going to start in October, but I didn't expect like the first day. <laughs> we got the first one, and then we got the second one. What a day, a day after, mm-hmm. at very odd yeah. times. So let's talk a little bit about in that the NBA one. Finals. Yeah, in the NBA Finals, right? Mm. Yeah. So we're finally getting some sort of TV presence. Um, Apparently, I think according to that chart, there was supposed to be radio, print. Have has anyone seen anything in in newspapers or anything like that? I guess well, news, no, newspapers are kind of dead. What, are news, <laughs> what kind of an app is that? <laughs> print is not dead. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Print is not dead for books, but for the rest. <laughs> I don't know. It's pretty active in 2077, but yeah, it's going to be pretty much rendered useless for us soon. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> they're definitely moving, like regarding the, the trailer and everything, they're definitely moving in the big leagues because those tra- those uh, ad space, especially for like, what, 30 seconds, that's not cheap. And yeah, we did see Xbox, so I'm not sure if that was like a joint thing or if um, it's just CDPR, but... Yeah, Still. don't they traditionally have their their marketing materials more aimed towards the Xbox crowd, the Microsoft crowd? That's just their partnership, right? They're always at the mm. the Microsoft conferences and whatnot. Well, if yeah. Microsoft is is willing to put money to pay for this ad, I would also display Microsoft's Xbox logo. Exactly. It's yeah. all about the moolah. Yeah. I don't know if we actually got it. Got like CDPR presence on a, an event this big before for The Witcher. I, I could I could not remember. Uh, I think no. Did they I did they think... not have a Witcher? I feel like NBA Finals are definitely a popular place to put a AAA game. But that that game came out in May fifteenth, nineteenth. Mm-hmm. So I guess timing yeah. wise. Yeah, but I mean just the the size. I mean the the I guess the placement. Of the ad, mm-hmm. yeah, I'd be so interested one, to yeah. to see their their actual marketing budget because they said in one of the investors' calls that it's it's quite large. It's obviously larger than The Witcher, but it's going to kind of ebb and flow. It's going to go mm. up and down because of obviously the state of the world, and uh, that's going to be interesting to see. But two back to back trailers. What did we think about that? We have Keanu. It's more of a mainstream commercial, obviously, because mm. it's got like Billie Eilish in it and and Keanu, but. We got to see. Yeah. I loved. Car. I loved the twist of having Billy Eilish in it, especially in the first one, because it it sounds like uh, V is actually the bad guy, and yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Always, you know, do, whatever you do in a video game, you can kill, you can you can uh, talk to people, but you feel justified because you're the good guy now. <laughs> so one thing that I kind of noticed, and I was thinking about this, is that. You know, we've been talking a long time about how CDPR will need to educate the the gamers on what this game is, the lore, the world, the universe, trying trying to get you know not not you know uh, <clears throat> not so much like hardcore gamers, but like 
you know the non-hardcore gamers, the the the, um, the millions and millions of people who they don't really follow the news, they don't really watch, you know, they don't watch shows like this. They they just all they do is they go to the store and they go, what looks good, and then they <laughs> pick up a box based off of what the cover of the box looks like and what they've heard some people talking about, like usually like coworkers or their, their roomies or something like that, like people who are just they're not not they're not not gamers, but they're their typical like favorite game is like you know FIFA or uh, Call of Duty, and and those are basically the only two games that they have in the library. Well, I mean, they're, not to they... say that there's millions of them, but there's like a large chunk that is that kind of a gamer. Mm-hmm. I think by doing this with Keanu in these kinds of commercials, you actually sidestep that whole needing to educate people about the universe of the game and showing you why you should pick the game up, and you're just like, wow, Keanu's in this. Wow, he says he's cool. Wow, that's cool. All right, I'll go pick that up. Yeah. Yeah, but is it even apparent that Keanu is in it, or he's just the announcer? Because the way it comes off to me is he's not in the game. Obviously, he's not playing. He's not dressed up like Silverhand, right? He he kind of yeah. looks like he's in his John Wick attire. Yeah, but I I think that's what they're. I think that's kind of what what they're doing. Mm. I, I think they they're kind of like. Yeah, this is this is something you could do. Yeah, check it out. Awesome, cool. Mm. And then like put on the sunglasses. It's like, it's like the opening to that. Um, was it CIS? Is it like whenever the the guy would say some stupid pun about the death, and then he put on his sunglasses and oh Miami, yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah, like it's it's kind of like that's kind of like the 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 hitch to get somebody into the game is like, hey, look, it's Keanu, and he's talking about cool things you could do in in this game, and it's coming out soon. You should get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, it's it's very aimed for not like lore fiends right mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we were expecting for a while to have this lore deep lore fiend type like you know story like background going into certain characters like maybe a, a um, you know maybe a short a short like one minute film uh, about one of the characters you know done in a live action way it's like this is the kind of stuff I was expecting and now it's like it's like Keanu driving car <laughs> like cool i mean yeah it was just meant to be super cool right that even the super car and and the action sequences it's just like a kind of like a movie trailer i guess in in a sense Mm -hmm. and like just going back to what you were saying about like the 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 demographic that they're showing to i'm sure a lot of i mean it was at the nba finals so there are probably a lot of nba 2k players in there that are out of a ps4 that might just pick this up just because of that right yeah. Sorry, yeah. go ahead. I think so. Yeah. Um, what I was trying to say is that yeah, usually you will have those those trailers like and obviously like they like someone asked like why only thirty seconds? Well, because they charge per second of the ad um, mm-hmm. in those kind of events. And ex- like I don't know if Super Bowl is like one million per second or it's even more, um, but it's it's a lot lot of money. And of course, once you get the contract in with Keanu that's going to be in the game, this was negotiated a long time ago. So they don't technically even have to show Keanu in the game. They can just have him and people are going to go, what, wait, 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 Keanu is advertising this? Like, mm-hmm. what is going on? And they will just check it out and, like, see, like, oh, wait, Keanu is in the game. But this was smart. That's what advertising works, actually. They just uh, need to create impact for some seconds. They really don't need to explain the lot. They need to like, impact mm-hmm. you with the images. Mm-hmm. So you don't need an explanation because most most TV commercials are, are aspirational. How is it called in English? 
yeah. aspirational. When you aspirational. aspirational. They, they yeah. are aspirational, and then uh, people like they just need to see Keanu Reeves being a badass to like it because it's, it's a, an, an emotional thing. You don't mm -hmm. need to explain. Then if you get their attention, then maybe they will try to get more information and they will reach the point of learning a little bit about the universe and that he's actually in the game. Mm -hmm. But the, a 30 seconds TV commercial is just a hook. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And a lot of people don't even care about story. They just want to see action, right? What's the, uh, what's the popular consensus when you go to the movies these days? A lot of people just want 3D in your face, in your face action. They don't care about the story as much. It's just the way that the... It's kind of going, but um... well, I, I saw I saw recently a trailer called Monster Hunter, with uh, they this woman in 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 Jovovich uh, oh. from Mila, from yes. Resident Evil. Yeah. Oh, the, nice. the film looks like it's going to be super bad, but I'm, I'm sure as hell I'm gonna watch it <laughs> oh. because well, like bad things are and bad and spectacular things are also great for entertainment. You doesn't doesn't have to always consume things that are you know super smart and super arty. Sometimes liking bad things just to eat popcorn and have a good time. Mm -hmm. It's not such a bad thing. No, you turn your brain off and you just sit and you're on autopilot. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just, it's becoming more and more prevalent, I guess. But yes, like, uh, turning something into 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 something spectacular to, send, to, to sell it to this kind of audience is not a bad idea. Mm. Then maybe they can, they can investigate more and they can learn that actually the game is quite deep. Mm -hmm. Maybe the game will make them think and they won't be happy with it <laughs> because they were sold easy entertainment. But as a way of hook, as a, as a way of hooking the future audience into the game, I believe it was great. Mm -hmm. I liked yeah. the first, I, I believed that the first one was more impactful than the second one. Just the wording and, and the tempo and everything of the first, I believe it was way more impactful than the mm -hmm. second. Mm -hmm. That there was like a brief CGI sequence that looked like it was similar to the 2019 trailer with uh, when you're visiting Dexter Deshawn, except it was a little different. Did you guys? Uh, that just makes me want a CGI movie, like really badly. <laughs> you, you mean in the first or in the second? There's this in... scene when 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 he goes to see to see Dex. Yeah. That in my mind, this scene is is so connected with this song that Martin Suvovich composed. Mm -hmm. But uh, it it sounded really weird with with Billy Eilish. But then in the first, there is a background that is similar, but he's fighting a police officer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the mm. that's the scene. That's the scene I'm referring to. So it's good. The same hallway, right? For it's because for me, it looks almost like the same hallway where Dex is in yeah. the no tell motel. Mm -hmm. So is that? Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Is that post? Mm. Uh, well, obviously he gets shot and then dragged out to the. The junkyard. Uh, well, presumably. every corpo in the city is going to be knocking out, knocking this, this door down. This is true. After hey, one, you and true. your psycho friend dead. <laughs> this is true. So maybe that's a different path. I don't know. You never know. Or maybe you didn't escape and someone followed you there. <laughs> I mean, we can also assume it could be just, I mean, not random, but random in a sense sequence that look cool. Like, obviously, we using a katana to like. That's true. Cut yeah. the, the gun in half. That's true. Could have just been cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's also it tells us like it's it's like the big trailer is coming and I like I, I this might be like a release one. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. but it might be. Yeah, like this might be a series of little little uh, thirty second snippets because there's already two of them, right? Yeah. Yeah. So 
I mean, well, they, they were for very for a very specific yeah. purpose. I don't know if they go into. I remember this interview years and years ago that uh, Danny O'Dwyer is called the guy of No Clip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was doing to it was on the on the CDG I believe, maybe four four years ago. I don't remember. And uh, Martin Ivinsky was commenting about the advertising of of uh, games, and he was commenting about the success of The Witcher. And he said, you wouldn't believe how difficult it is for people to notice your game in this environment, how different, uh, how difficult and how expensive. So if they have money to to invest in the advertising and uh, I don't know, usually the money invest in advertising is depending on the sales objectives that you have. Mm-hmm. It's quite common that in AAA, the, the investment in uh, in advertising is more or less the same that the investment in, in development. This is what it was for, for GTA V, for instance. But actually, it's not related to the money that you spend in, in development, but in the objectives you have. But if uh, they are spending so much, they are shooting high. They are shooting really high. Well, think about how many licensing deals and products there they've created. So they're... I mean, they they must think that they're gonna. This is gonna be the the biggest cash cow for them since Witcher Three, obviously, but uh, even more so, right? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. This is, we... I think <clears throat> I think this this is more important than ever for them to nail this down and have this be you know literally the game of the year because if you don't or if you're not um, you know if you miss out a little bit. I mean that I'm saying this backwards. If you make a big enough splash and this becomes the game of this console generation essentially, mm-hmm. um, then you've got this, you've got your next game and your next game and your next game basically cemented in as as uh, as top tier, you know, the the games to own. Mhm. Yeah. Well, it's not only that they are that they are promoting a game, they are promoting an IP, and let's not forget that we have a game as a service in the horizon. Mm-hmm. And if it works, that is a milky cow. <laughs> I mean, the AAA single player is a milky cow, but okay, so many, so many developers, so many studios are getting into the business of of uh, multiplayer's mm-hmm. a service, and uh, it's for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> this is done for a reason and because it gives a lot of money so they, it's not just that they have to make the game successful they have to make the ip successful mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and as far as i know this this game can still potentially win the game of the year at the video game awards the cutoff is between i think they're still deliberating on that between the 15th and the 30th and 2077 obviously I, falls right in smack in the middle maybe sabi knows something about that i, I believe that 15th was the original was the original cutoff i don't know if they've been if they humming and hawing about changing it due yeah to, they, they have been um covid but it's it's quite possible that that yeah we i mean if they do change it that would be surprising to me if i were on that list i would say no 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 keep keep it on the 15th and just leave it at that mm-hmm. um i would do that and then yeah i, I would do that if i was in their shoes but well um, fair is fair if there was a deadline and they were a uh, away from the deadline, they compete for the next year. Because because the other thing that <clears throat> happens if you change it for this year, no, that's going to change all the games going forward too. Like all, like it wouldn't be fair for next year for them to have the cut off earlier 
yeah. thus making the 2021 <laughs> year shorter than yeah. the 2020 year, which would be, again, I mean, it, I suppose it's weird. I mean, it, it, it was weird that one time where um, Europeans had to, to reset the calendar and everybody lost a couple of years. So, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a, a weird thing to explain to somebody. But, yeah, I suppose it could happen, maybe. I mean, but it's a, at the end of the day, it's a matter of two weeks, right? And that just mm. that that goes into the next year anyway. So it's not like anybody's getting shortchanged of their chance. It's just a shift of the entire schedule, right? So yeah, um, it, it wouldn't be fair. I agree, mm-hmm. because if you do it once, you got to do it all the time. And I mean, they can always enter next year. I mean, if I get yeah, I don't know how important awards are for for developers themselves, but. Uh, and the end of the day, like the game is what matters. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. no, no, Gotti or whatever is going to change that. If the game is good, it's it's good. Yeah. Like, I think it, obviously that yeah, that's good for marketing. Right. Yeah. I think you can re-release it as a game of the year edition and and have a a boost there. Right. It's just something nice to slap yeah. onto your box. Yeah. But isn't there like a ten <laughs> game of the year? That's awards? true. So so what is the official one that you can actually put on your? Is there something that you can put uh, on your... You all of, all of them. Yeah. All of them. Although, although what, which one? The, the one that is considered like the Oscars is the Game Awards. But the, the, yeah. there are magazines that have their Game of the Year awards. And yeah. uh, you have zillions and zillions. Yeah. So I imagine even if they didn't get Game of the Year, they'd, they'd have some little blurb over 250 I mean, awards or whatever. Whatever it may be. But one thing, one thing is that you can display the badge... Of, of having the game of the year of whatever magazine and a different thing is a ceremony like the game awards that is watched by zillions of people mm-hmm. where you all these people see that you are the game of the year competing against this 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 and this it's completely different it's also the game of the year it's also a, a way of promoting games after all so mm-hmm. that's why this is more important than any others because uh, all the ceremony and all the people that is watching it well, I don't know. I, I mean, I was about to suggest maybe we could create our own Game of the Year award here on the, the community <laughs> podcast and then hand that out to who we believe is. The, I mean, I'm pretty sure that would obviously take precedent over some you know, silly award by, uh, by Jeff Keighley and, and, you know, a bunch of other bunch of other people. I mean, I'm just well, if we if we do make our own awards, I nominate Bug Snacks. That game looks incredible. Bug snacks, man. Knack is Bugs. ten times better than Knack. Come on. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, we also have this kind of interesting tidbit that I wanted to go over because we were talking about this last time. Mad Queen, you brought up the the sexualized males in in marketing that they've done so far. Mm. So uh, Philip Weber actually responded to something similar on on uh, the CDPR forums. He said. Uh, I agree so far that we haven't shown many explicitly sexualized men in our release materials, but uh, as is fitting for our setting, they are also a part of Night City, both as people in the world and in in game advertising. Since players can now choose the sexuality of their character, it was also important for us to make male romances interesting, and we're really excited in uh, in the team for players to get to know them. We put in a lot of effort into our romances. So I guess he's kind of addressing, maybe he saw what you said on, on Twitter or something. And, uh, Actually, he answered to my tweet. Oh, did he? Okay, well, I'm out of the loop then. I'm out of the loop. <laughs> he answered to my tweet. I wanted him to answer to the joke about about the Mr. Stood commercial being PG-13, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> because it's PG-13. I mean, yeah. What kind of company will sell dicks with a commercial like that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just trying to figure out how that would be done in general. No, but I mean, the joke is that you see an ad about a drink, about a soft drink, and then you have a dick in full display, so it's just clearly seen. And then you have a, a company that literally sells dicks. <laughs> and the ad is PG-13. It's like, I just, I can't, I can't understand what's the logic. I, I think I, I, I think they're just leaving I mean, it to I, the imagination. They're, they're... Yeah, but I... I and in a, in a in a context where everybody is sexualized, something that they are selling, literally sexual implants that is not that sexualized is like guys, something is failing here in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, true, true. But I I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's ironic or something. I don't know. I mean, how how do you advertise that? Even if it's an eighteen plus game. Like, well, maybe well, what I, do you do you want to know what kind of commercial would I do? What kind of app? Yes, we want to know. Yes. <laughs> well, then you have uh, the the uh, frame is a little bigger, so you'd see a guy a little, you know, more more. You see more of the guy, and then you put him some kind of pants, but not the thong, like pants that are outlining the thing, but the thing it's a misunderstood is super big so the rest of it gets hidden by the hand of a woman or a man that's grabbing him from behind <laughs> I, I, i've got i've got an idea I'm, oh just I'm give him a kickstand third leg kickstand go for so, it so so uh this this character walks in she's you know she's kind of really pretty and she's just kind of standing there and then the voiceover is like everybody loves margie margie's amazing margie is amazing and uh, maybe it's Maybelline, and it you know pans over to the guy, and the guy's looking, you know, he's smiling at her, and then it pans over to another girl, and she's kind of like blushing, and it's, then it's like maybe it's Mr. Stud, <laughs> right? Right? Yes. Yeah, it's, it's it's like those. I don't know. It's like commercials for uh, for Viagra and stuff. Like obviously they have to be symbolic as hell to work. <laughs> to make sense yeah like how overt can you i mean obviously it's a cyberpunk world you can do whatever you want but at the same yeah. time i don't know it has to be it, it cannot I, be tasteless that's the thing yeah i think you can make sexual ads that that uh require some imagination to think about you know yeah but i mean if they require imagination to see the sexualization then it's not sexualized that's the, that's the thing <sighs> there are plenty <laughs> that are super sexualized in this being sexualized, sexualized is the opposite. To that's that's kind of true, but uh, for diversity. No, I mean, that's the definition. That's not kind of true. It's the definition. For diversity's sake, you just want to see. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how I do it, to be honest. <laughs> well, that that's the thing. That's the thing. I mean, uh, I I wonder. I wonder if the problem is that the the autistic team they have there they don't have no idea how to sexualize a man that looks sexualized. Hmm. But you can see the, re the rest of his body. Most are into women, uh, and then as they don't feel sexual attraction for men, they don't know how to sexualize mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know if we talked about this last time, but apparently they've shown all the <clears throat> the romances in some some. Yeah, sort of... we, we did. We 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 don't. 
Apparently it is, but apparently we don't know the number and exactly whom they are. So mm. I'm still holding out that we get to uh, romance Adam Smasher. because you know, <laughs> That would be a smashing good time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But didn't uh, didn't actually like obviously Victor is gonna be a romance. But one thing that I didn't notice before I was there I was editing a video and Jackie when we go out from the Ripper Dog says like oh because he gave us that Kiroshi for free this time hmm. it's like he's he's very fond of you V hmm. because that was a female V during that playthrough. So I was like oh all right all right. <laughs> <laughs> ah, he was money. too nice. He was too nice. Yeah. Yes, he was. As a woman, I tell you, you never trust someone that gives you things for free. <laughs> Victor, you dog. <laughs> it, he was right, like under our eyes all this time, and we didn't see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah would be cool though like it honestly like i don't know it, like people like one thing i noticed is that they see a character let's say someone from the animals and then like i, I see some comments like oh you cannot romance them that's the thing this is the world of cyberpunk i mean it would make sense like if you what, could what? romance someone from the animals because of why? their physical bodies and stuff people why 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 i mean before you go on why is what is the reason behind not being able to romance the animals Oh no, I was referring to to some questions I got regarding like oh the animals like don't look human. It's I'm like, yeah, this is cyberpunk. Like you're not going to find people that look like human. <laughs> so they thought because of that, oh for example, Ma- Maelstrom because they look like that. Like for example, they won't be romanceable, but hmm. why not? Like yeah, I don't know. Shamori, I, I mean... thank you very much for your support. And for your five dollars, hi from Chicago. Do you think in corporal life path you can backstab backstab your boss and side with your boss boss instead? <laughs> and if so, will it change options in the game? Ooh. Well, I I understood I understood by the explanation that uh, in the conversation with your boss, you agree on killing Abernathy. So I don't know how she gonna take it if you're gonna tell her. Mm-hmm. Do you have that many, you know, options in the, at least in the prologue, in the life path prologue, or is it kind of on rails? In the, I don't in the know. I, I I read the the only explanation I read that mm-hmm. was so truly was the one that the uh, Night City Life did, mm-hmm. and he didn't try it, so I don't really know. Yeah, I don't think people had too too many of diverse playthroughs once they were in a certain life path. Um, when it comes to choices. So my guess is no. Well, but... I mean, maybe maybe you can, maybe you can side with Abenathi, and then the other guy is is the one that will sell will send someone to kill you. Hmm. I mean, someone will send someone to kill you. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty positive. You'll be stripped about. of everything, and you'll you'll get to the main story like in the same spot as everybody else, or a similar spot. Um, who knows? We'll have to wait and see. We only have forty six days to find out. 46 days. It feels like yesterday it was like 91 and now that's been sliced in half. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 79 episodes of the podcast. 79 weeks. Mm-hmm. 80 because one week we're going to do the podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, been, um, it's been a long time when you think about it. We've been doing this podcast like it's been 
quite some time since we started. How long has it been? It's been almost two years? Year and a half? Yeah. Well, two and, half. Two and a half, uh, one and a half, uh, basically. Hmm. Get, getting there. <clears throat> but yeah, no, the original, the original, like, one year date was actually the original release date, so. Mm -hmm. Well, in fact, in fact, we were doing it to the podcast number 77 was the week of the release, but they delayed it again. So... <laughs> <laughs> and that would be a cool one, though, if it came out on, like, number 77. Well, the, the well previous, previous uh, release date was, was the week of the 77. If what? we advanced a couple of... Wasn't April 16th the 50, 52nd one? So it would have been like a year of podcasts? And then and then yep. it got and then it went to seventy seven, or we made it to seventy seven because we were tweaking it or whatever. Mm -hmm. Now they just completely ruined our all our plans. Yep. <laughs> Shame on that. <laughs> Trust me, nobody's been more uh, annoyed than I am over that because originally I, I had originally planned it to come out on the year of on the release, and that's, you know, that was uh, I was gonna I, oh man I would be. Um, I'm sure you guys would find me intolerable if, if that had gone down that way. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's been uh, it's been frustrating. So yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. but it's it's fine. It's fine. Um... Yeah, but for people for people watching, because we get this question a lot of times. Sipsidian uh, is actually the person who had, who had the idea of the podcast, mm -hmm. and it's his fault that we are here hooked <laughs> every weekend <laughs> to talk about cyberpunk. <laughs> Um, we also had the Night City Wire Russian edition. I yes. was there anything new in that one? I know there was one one scene with um, Dum Dum as he's walking out, and Royce is there, and Jackie's there, uh, and he he references his chrome dick or something like that. He does. Yeah. Tells Dexter yeah. just to suck his chrome dick or something. It's awesome, awesome line. <laughs> through um, um besides that oh sorry no go ahead go ahead oh no i just want to say besides that i think we got like one scene of the city and that was about it everything else uh, was just chat and mm -hmm. i guess people are still waiting for translation maybe it was translated i don't know uh, i think it i think it i just checked this morning i think there is a uh, english closed captions on there so we'll have to check that out after Hmm. Um, just in case there's anything new but they, they do the localization stuff they go through the localization stuff um, some of the voice acting and, and how they casted Johnny Silverhand and Judy and, and stuff like that so uh, if you haven't seen that probably check that one out and uh, so Alt Maniac says nope there wasn't anything new except the except Roy say, <laughs> saying Dex to suck his grown penis okay that's what I thought but there was another thing the the graphics look updated again since the Chinese one. Mm -hmm. So there's no clipping issues. There's no uh, of the other. There's there was a lot of clipping in the Chinese one, and there doesn't seem to be that much in the new one. And the and the lighting seems a little bit better. I don't know if RTX has been turned on and or what's going on with that. But um. yeah, it's. Uh, I was thinking about that. Maybe uh, the the Chinese one maybe there were problems with delivering material maybe they had some material which is not updated as the russian one mm -hmm. or maybe they just went in and updated for 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 the for the russian night city wire mm. but that was fast if they did it like 
but so it had to be like a, an older build in mm-hmm. my opinion mm-hmm. so how recent do you think this build that we saw at uh igramir or during for the night city yeah. war episode three for the russian localization is that is that like the final one of the final builds what are we looking at when it comes to that one i don't know if Saib, you know anything about that it's it's hard to say for sure because if you look at and again i know i'm using everybody's favorite example but if you're looking at um you know skyrim for example you see that there's lots of enbs and different lighting and tweaks like subtle tweaks that make the can make the game look you know amazing or terrible mm-hmm. and that this is i mean it's one of those things where they're playing with the textures they're playing with the the uh, probably you know probably a half done with a half dozen other settings trying to get it so that it looks just perfect mm-hmm. um and that's what i'd say they're probably doing with it at, at the current point is they're probably playing around with quite a quite a number of these settings trying to get it uh to be you know to be perfected so that they can you know that they can move ahead with that concept themselves hmm We have a question. Can we acquire different types of combat armor with unique capabilities in the game? Um, what was the... There, there's a certain way they're addressing this. They're giving you whatever clothes options you want, and then there's armor slots on those clothing options. So you don't have to choose between what you think is cool. You can just get your piece of clothing and and, and mod it with the armor slots. So yeah. In terms of unique capabilities, not sure probably um, I'd, I'd assume maybe legendary stuff stuff like that or um gonna give you different abilities in game yeah through that also uh i got a nice question the other day like someone asked like if you have gorilla arms does that mean you are stronger in melee i'm like wait that's not a bad question <laughs> <laughs> technically it should be but i don't know like uh, did anyone maybe see that do like augmentations besides like certain abilities do they give like maybe strength in that sense or uh i think they do because there was a article that referenced like borg weapons and you need a certain strength level to carry oh, yeah, them yeah. oh maybe, yeah i forgot about that maybe you need those gorilla arms for that or maybe you just need a certain strength stat and you don't need the gorilla arms yeah yeah mm-hmm. true i forgot about that detail true true um should we jump into the <laughs> the crunch thing because we did talk about that last <laughs> last week can we should we straighten that out yeah sure. I think we for the audience i didn't want to get into it but i mean everybody's asking so <laughs> the elephant in the room the elephant <laughs> in the room so it's six additional yeah. days let's let's put it just bluntly it's six additional days of overtime work right it's it's going from 40 hours a week to 48 hours a week until release so that's for for one additional day and for a lot of people you know so my biggest qualm with this and i think the biggest qualm that ash had with this is that it was mandatory and that it shouldn't be mandatory it should Mm -hmm. be volunteer based um because again there's certain limitations that people have you know on on things and and it's never fun to be trying to do something important 
Um, and then just to have that kind of squashed, you know, you got a birthday, you got a dentist appointment, you got, you got a half dozen other things. I, I mean, I've been in that same position and that sucks, mm-hmm. but it's also a lot of extra money. And this is a company that does share, you know, total sales percentage bonus with their employees. So it's a, it's an enormous amount of money if you are lucky enough to work there and hit this up at the, the right possible time so mm-hmm. like it's <clears throat> it's not as bad as the what some people have been making it out to be um certain journalists for example going oh no it's the end of the world and how dare this company and and you know oh we 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 despise you um for doing this and and you know all the the all the fake kind of like stuff that comes with it um you know and it really is i mean it's not i'm not going to call out Mm -hmm. anybody in particular but a lot of the stuff is fake and i and again i do understand the desire for for some people to want to create more positive change in that you know they think that the work is just a little too much for for everybody and that it needs to be like properly you know done in moderation Mm -hmm. um and I do understand that there's there's some companies out there, indie indie studios that started out, you know, doing ridiculous crunch. You know, I, I've talked before about how I've I knew a developer who would um, work for about two to three days at a time, um, without essentially without really leaving his chair. Like, of course, he'd get up and, and get food and, and you know take a shower every day, but he would he had this nice chair at the studio, big studio, everybody knows, and he would be programming, programming, programming all day, 16, 18 hours easily. Then he would kick the chair back into its reclined position, grab a blanket beside him, curl up, put a face mask on, go to sleep, wake up in six hours and do it all again. And he would do that three or four days in a row Mm -hmm. with taking a a maximum. He said that he said he, on one day, he, he took uh, 30 minutes for food and 15 minutes for a shower. It's like that that's his life for three days, three solid days, back to back to back to back, not seeing anything, not going home, not spending any time with pets or dogs or cats or kids or anything. I mean, he didn't have kids at the time. And this is for certainly something that you can do when you don't have kids and you don't really have a family and you can just motor like crazy. But yeah and and so that kind of perspective that that can be done and when it's when you do that i mean obviously it's obviously it's better right because you it's like lo and behold you have uh uh you know you you're making tons of money from that as as somebody who's invested in the the indie mm-hmm. company to begin with but when mm-hmm. you get further up there obviously it's like that doesn't necessarily pay back as much maybe mm-hmm yeah it's always it's always difficult to talk about overtime and crunch as as people like to uh, refer to it because it's not only a case in the gaming industry it's basically the case in any production arts or industries in general wherever you have deadlines whenever you have schedules um there's going to be some cases where workers will have to stay longer which is not ideal obviously i again i'm not defending crunch and i never will defend overtime but 
in some cases, in some cases, people will stay longer to do certain stuff because they're either passionate about it or whatever. In the case of CDPR, I think the biggest thing that people got around was because they said, like, obviously a couple, a while, a couple of months back, that um, they won't have mandatory crunch. Mm-hmm. But 2020 happened. <laughs> right. I don't know how to put it because, like, from just from the producer standpoint or just from organizational organizational standpoint, it is extremely difficult. And as I said in my video, I had never been a part of any production where um, the, the the release wasn't hell. And I don't mean hell in a bad way, but yeah, in two ways. But it, it's always hectic. It's always a lot of people, you know, working, staying late to do to mm-hmm. finish their job. In theater, actors are going to stay well over their time and, uh, after the, the, the re- rehearsal has passed so they can practice their lines. Yeah. Things like that happen. It, but is, for, it is just yeah. embedded in creative jobs, right? Creative jobs, yeah. they don't have these arbitrary outlines that you, you know, things change all the time. And that's just the, the name of the game sometimes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And obviously, obviously, we should be, you know, working towards, you know, getting developers the best uh, atmosphere possible because that's where you actually draw the most imagination and the most, I guess, productivity out of a person. Like you, you won't get anything from a worker which is not motivated to do their job. Like mm-hmm. if someone is forced, like you're <coughs> never going to get 100% out of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but in some cases regarding production, people go into that fully knowing that they're going to sometimes stay longer hours. Mm-hmm. Like they fully know. Mm-hmm. So, I would like to answer a question in the, I just lost it. But someone said, I've never had a single, a single employee saying that they hate it. Well, there's this, there are all the employees of all the, uh, all the gaming studios have a thing called NDA in which they can't talk about the life in the studio. They can talk about anything related to the game without the permission of, uh, of PR. So you're never going to hear anyone from any studio talking about it until they, uh, is, they are uh, away from the dates of the, of the NDA, with, which means that they left the studio for some years. Mm-hmm. And in fact, when uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 was uh, accused of also also these crunch practices that were uh, pretty awful, it seems. Um, uh, Rockstar gave permission to to developers to talk about the game and talk about the life in the studio. Uh, and nobody believed in what developers said, because obviously, even if they gave you permission, you don't want to be caught saying ugly things about the studio you work in under your name. Mm-hmm. Because, well, uh, another of the, of the awful practices in gaming is that when um, when a game uh, is on the peak, they hire a lot of developers, but then for next game, they let go plenty of them and they start with small teams and then they hire more for the peaks. And a lot of people loses their jobs constantly. So they are aware that if they create a bad name for themselves, the next studio is not going to hire them. It's a, it's a little bit more complicated than what people think. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, we discuss a lot about uh, crunch. The thing about crunch is that it's a, it's a matter of perspective. Some people are more than happy to participate in super long hours of work because they get carried away. And I myself, I crunch a lot because sometimes I just can't sleep until I finish this thing that I'm doing in After Effects. But the thing is that it's also a job. And one of the problems with crunch is that then people cannot develop family life 
people uh, cannot take care of their kids they cannot uh, you know take care of their partners mm-hmm. and uh, it turns out it, it turns crunch turns the gaming industry into an industry that only people with no life people that are young and have no life can participate in and this is a loss because people that are older that have more experience are actually the best fit to hire as talent for your studio in in regards of what people said about the promise of crunch well the thing is that there was back in the day some years ago a pretty huge pretty huge uh, controversy regarding the uh, working conditions on uh, on the witcher 3 and i i did interview more than 40 developers about it and again the the thing that went out of it is that it's a matter of perspective there were some that were super happy that uh, they could work super hard in the game others weren't that happy but the truth is that the studio did did improve a lot of things regarding the witcher 3 and it is important to notice that even though even though there's going to be crunch at the at the end of the game and maybe this is something that uh studios should work on on finding an alternative and finding a way to solve it it seems pretty difficult because as as Lasna Mill is saying in any artistic job you have to do overtime always on the deadline but the best the better planning you have for this project the lesser the uh, the overtime will be on the other hand let's not forget that the when people talk about the studios paying overtime it's not like money gives happiness but let's not forget that a lot of studios don't pay overtime and then they extend the crunch for as long as they can because this way they can make a cheaper game which is a completely different thing so let's separate both things rockstar in the united states for instance they don't pay overtime because they are not required by law in their in the studios in europe they do because the law, the law of europe requires requires so but this makes that uh, if the studio makes developers crunch the game is going to be cheaper because they don't have to pay overtime but again going back to the that thing they actually did improve a lot of things and uh, in the middle of the development of the game they made service amongst the employers that if they had to do overtime what things did the studio need to do to make it more pleasant for them and uh, it's, it's something in between i mean it's important to note that even if there's crunch the things have improved a lot from the witcher 3 depending on the department depending on the department they are happier than other departments but this is a generalized issue that uh, also is very uh, closely related to the planning of the game when we when people were discussing now now to dock and uh, the lack of producers <laughs> it's obvious that if you don't put as a studio all the resources you can in doing a great planification for a game because always things are going to change when you are in an artistic environment you not always have the best idea at first sometimes you need some time working on an idea and reworking and reworking until it is as perfect as you want and this is something that cannot totally be planned but a lot of things can and let's not forget that uh, actually uh, The Witcher 3 is the first AAA game that the Project Red developed and we are holding them into a standard like they were Bethesda like they had the experience of someone that has done has released a lot of AAA games and it's not the case mm-hmm. and they also need to learn a lot from their mistakes although I must confess that I that I find the the fact 
that uh, they, for instance, the crunch on on Rockstar was only discussed once at the release of uh, Red Dead Redemption Two, and it, it was discussed a lot, but only once. And with Zelda Project Red, this is the sixth the sixth time. So I'm starting to wonder if uh, people that are starting talking about this really care about developers and really care about studios giving them the best environment possible to work. The studios are making the, their best efforts to make sure that these people can have private life and family life. Or they just want to hit on Cyberpunk because it's the fucking sixth time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and leadership. And I would like to see the same energy when we're talking about Naughty Dog, a company that is known for burning so much developers that no one wants to work there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's <laughs> definitely a one, like, whether it's farming hate clicks or whether it's um, some other more nefarious concept, um, there really does seem to be a significant uh, reduction in the amount of, of truthfulness when it comes to these arguments and coming from certain people. <clears throat> because, you know, it's, it's not everything that's good for the goose is good for the gander, uh, apparently. And apparently, journalists take this really, really, really far in oh yeah well you know i don't need to complain about such and such a company because well they're part of my parent company group and also i get regular like you know something there there's some there's some back and forth going on there and we've gone over this before again and again and again and again and it's just like in as an industry as a whole um and it's very disturbing Mm -hmm. yeah i mean it also comes down to, as Mad Queen said, the work environments. Because I can take two examples from my job, like two productions. In one production, we were left to do overtime and the boss is like, yeah, I'm going to go. And you finish that. There was no uh, optimism and no passion about the project. So obviously, we didn't want to work. But then in some cases, let's say... Um, in order to finish something, we had to pull up some insane hours. But the difference was like everyone was passionate about it. And the, the boss that was in charge with the main producer um, was also staying with us this entire time and working. So it, it also comes to that. Like if there is passion in the team, if like if you're aiming towards something in that sense and you know, OK, I'm going to be proud of this. I know what I'm doing. There is a certain goal behind this. Like that makes it easier to work. At least, like I can say from from my environment, but I'm guessing it's a production environment, so it could be similar in that sense. Mm-hmm. It just comes down to to is the team willing or not? Is the boss willing or not? Like, yeah, that's the thing. Also, let's not forget that the last the last time that uh, Bloomberg uh, talked about this again, it was based on the experiences of one single single developer. Mm-hmm. I believe that it mm-hmm. would be great if Jason Schreier, you know, uh, contrasted the information with more developers to see if it was a generalized mm-hmm. perspective inside the studio, or it was only just one that didn't like it. Knowing the gaming industry, yes, I'm sure that he will he would find more, but mm. uh, crunching like crazy, and they don't and they don't like it, and they they just want to ship the fucking game. <laughs> And everybody's been working at home. Like this hasn't been an easy transition. This whole 2020 situation. I mean, they've they've done a great job 
uh, getting their developers at home and, and working again in a timely manner. This this game could have been pushed into 2021, you know, and it's mm -hmm. not because at, at some point it does have to release. And I don't think that these, the, like they're calling it crunch, right? But where did that word even come from? It's, it's an industry term for many industries. It seems like people are just making the seem it's about gaming developers and yeah working 100 hours a week and then sleeping at the office and stuff like that is not good but this that this is not what they're doing they're spending one extra day and is it ideal is mandatory is having this mandatory overtime a good thing no it's 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 really not but what what choice do they have to what choice do they have you know at this point push yeah. it push it into 20 well uh, another thing another thing is that is that at some point the game cannot be released any longer. First, for the backlash of the gamers and all the I'm cancelling my pre-orders, but also because because it cost a shit ton of money. Mm -hmm. uh, and and this is something that people tend to forget when when companies delay the games. Companies delay the games thinking about the gamers, not thinking about the companies, mm. because it's it's really expensive to delay a game. The months of months of development pain paying all the salaries of the people involved in the game without any kind of return. That's why a lot of games are released like they are and then patched afterwards because the company already, you know, uh, sold the game and had to have some money to pay developers to keep working on the game. But delaying the game is not cheap. It's not cheap at all. Mm -hmm. And think of the timing if they were to delay it again. We got next-gen consoles coming out right people their sales are going to take a tank and it, i mean they are a business at the end of the day right yeah and yeah. we just we just hope that they're you know the devs are not as stressed out as the twitter rage mobs will have the rest of the world believe <laughs> right with no no one's no one's asked them how they feel and mad yeah. queen has brought up the nda element but i mean maybe one day the someone will do a deep investigative piece on this and we'll find out that maybe things were worse than what we are saying right now or, or in fact better or the same we just don't know right we're not in the studio we, t we can't see their I mean they don't even have a studio everybody's working from home it's, it's just a different environment yeah. Well, well yeah, and I and I follow a lot of, a lot of uh, developers on Twitter and they were some of them were very happy to work from home yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it comes down to people. This, I, I think this this whole thing is a little bit overblown. And I, I get that, you know, some people are uh, saying like, oh, it, because it's CDPR, it's different. It's not that it's CDPR, it's the situation that it's different. Like, it doesn't matter which studio does this. If it's done in a nice way, I'll say, or every single one of us is going to say it's done in a nice way. Mm -hmm. But like other crunch situations were bad. <laughs> this is a different thing mm -hmm. like that th that's why like it has nothing to do with anyone like fanboyism or nothing like that because this is bigger than the game this is about people's health like this is not even about the game anymore mm -hmm. so yeah i mean it is i think it is an issue it's just blown out of proportion by in so many different ways yeah. well it depends it really if really affects the health of people mm-hmm because I mean, okay, there are companies they have to make money, but they have to be human as well. Right. Yeah. Money is not an excuse to treat your employees and uh, like shit. Mm -hmm. I mean, and I'm sure they. And make... you have to be aware that that uh, that people have a limit. Mm 
And it's not only it's not only the crunch; it's also the pressure. It's also the pressure that everybody puts on the game. Right. Yeah. The journalism, the expectations, the hype. That also adds to the pressure of the developers that are working on in the game. For some, it's super happy because this uh, makes them want to work better. But some others can't sleep at night. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And health is a is a very important thing. That uh, I believe that uh, studios shall be humane enough to not see crunch only under the perspective of the backlash. Because if they did, that would be so sad. Mm -hmm. But just think about they are. They have actual human beings working for them. Not only, not only that uh, people were when it's happy, they work better, they work faster, they think faster as well. Mm -hmm. Not to mention the, the the amount of people that then leaves the studio because they don't like working there. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of factors, there are a lot of reasons to to take care of your employees beyond the backlash. Mm -hmm. True. I mean, that they have also been transparent about it, right? Kaczynski was in an investor's call. He said at the beginning of the year um, that, that this might happen, this, that crunch might happen. We try to avoid it. They've said this multiple times. It might happen. We try to avoid it. But at the end of the day, it, it, it's a possibility, right? So having these articles brought up time and time again, like you said, six times at this point versus other studios in the past, it's just it's not, it's not fair right well i'd like to say something did you see those specs for the game did you see the specs uh yes those specs for the game and you see you've seen the quality mm -hmm. i am absolutely positive i mean i have no proof but i have no doubt either that this was done by working super fucking hard mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah super hard yeah. yeah this size this amount of details and especially the optimization like as far as that we know from the system requirements obviously the final product is going to be the the judge of that mm -hmm. um, about the optimization but phew, this is not easy to achieve on this scale mm -hmm. it's not yeah their their engineers have done some miracle work here even the the, the elevators are not loading screens like how <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah, but then you have to. But they 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 showed like SSD as recommendations. So I'm like, yeah, it's mm -hmm. it's probably going to hide loading in some cases. Like, it, but SSD is definitely a requirement for this. If like I I don't know how it's going to actually run on a hard drive. But if you want 4K, and those textures, no way in in any case it's gonna be available on hard drive. If it's like 4K textures or something like that. Mm -hmm. It's impossible to load. Um, do we have any questions in the chat? We haven't really looked at chat too much, or at least I haven't. If you guys got questions. Oh. By the way, thank you guys for, for coming out every single week and, and interacting and, and supporting the podcast. We're 46 days away. We're, we'll probably continue this after... We will continue this after the game comes out. There'll be much more to talk about. And uh, Oh, yeah. <laughs> Some different. I'd like to. Sorry. No, go ahead. I'm good. I'd like to answer a question by Gregorz that says yes, but they had eight years to do this fucking hard job. Um, I'm I'm honestly shocked. I'm honestly shocked how people comment about eight years. Like it was a lot of time to develop a game. <laughs> I mean, is 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 the standard? Usually, people. Uh, I mean, games are usually announced uh, around three years before release. 
But that doesn't mean that they started working at that point. For instance, the example I always put, Horizon Zero Dawn, only the pre-production took seven years. Only the pre-production. Seven years to develop a game is a standard time. Seven, eight years is a standard time. It's just that they get announced later. They, they, the problem is that Cyberpunk got announced before they started to work um, fully on the game. But the announcement of Cyberpunk wasn't done for gamers. It was done to attract talent to Poland because for, for the rest of the world, especially in the United States, for Poland is a shitty country in the shitty country that most people don't know how, where to put in the map. So you need to make people move to that country to work in a game. So you need to sell the game for them. The first teaser of Cyberpunk wasn't selling the game to gamers, was selling the game to talents to go work on it. And that's why we saw it so soon compared to the average in the gaming industry when they, saw, they, they, they show the games three years before release, show something or start talking about them. They have been working on it a standard amount of time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. True. Uh, people commenting, I like Poland. I am so sorry, <laughs> Polish people. I don't. I didn't intend to say that Poly, that Poland is shitty. What I intend to say is that I'm so sorry for for the parts of Americans that are very uncultured. They don't know where to put Poland in a map. This, this Russian country, you know. You know what I mean. <laughs> Figuratively speaking, guys, she didn't mean like it's a bad country. No, it's <clears throat> like same for Bosnia. Like <laughs> ask, ask certain people from different country where is Bosnia? <laughs> like they're gonna find yeah. it. I remember I I did a podcast years ago with a guy that was from Texas, and one of the things he said it was, "Well, put Poland in the map." Like, hello. Hello, did you know history? Second World War? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't the map for long, you know? <laughs> yeah, forget the thousands of years of culture and history. Like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> Retribution is asking, have you guys discussed the modding potential the game has? I'm hoping it'll rival Skyrim. We have from time to time. We have from time to time. Uh, there's yeah. no updates on, on mod support, but... Uh, praying I'm praying yeah <laughs> we need a vr one someone someone who's listening to this just make a vr one i've said this every single podcast for the last three times but please <laughs> oh i mean just we got we actually got the the actual confirmation right that you can that like the the body is visible so mm -hmm. that means third person shouldn't be to mod i don't know i'm not i'm not a modder but i'm just thinking if you can see the body it's maybe easier than not seeing a body it it depends on how many of the um <clears throat> the the main key factor is how many animations for the player have been built in mm. so if this is a game for example like uh, probably one of the best examples is borderlands 2 borderlands 2 wasn't wasn't third person it was first person there was a third-person camera in the game when you were driving vehicles. Um, <clears throat> and I always find this really funny. Always find this really funny when people are like, third-person's crap. 
it's so unrealistic, but yet you get into a tank or a car or something like that, and you immediately want it to be third person so that you can drive without running into everything every five seconds. Um, so that's kind of funny. Just thought I'd mention that. Um, they had, however, gone to, like they as in the, the studio, had gone to great lengths to make sure that third person did not work at all in that game. And so the the modding for that took about four to five months and had constant issues. And for some odd reason, they went after some of those modders really hard. Um, I mean, this is this is the same company. Uh, we're we're not obviously we're talking about um, Randy Pitchford's studio, but this is a studio that that routinely either Two K or them would send people, lawyers, and goons to somebody's house to threaten them to you know legally threaten them again suppose or uh, allegedly allegedly threaten them you know you know how dare you do this and for a reason i can't possibly fathom because you look at mods that allow or games that allow modding and you, you the amount of support and the amount of interaction with that product is through the roof hundreds of times greater than this stupidity that's like no 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 we refuse how dare you sir how dare you even try to uh, uh mod this game it's it's so weird it's so bizarre but if they have a lot of the models for the player character ready to go and you do have this component where it was you know going to be a third person or uh sorry a multiplayer game at some point if all of those models all of those actions, all those animations are in, and they have a third-person camera in the form of the um, selfie camera that they have, which we can suspect is probably a drone or some, you know, lore-wise, right, um, that takes pictures of you. If they have that, which we have a strong indication that they do have because of the way that the eye was put into the player during that one scene, then the chances of you being able to mod in third-person camera is really really likely in fact probably it's probably a switch for it in the game <laughs> that's what i would surmise so yeah interesting if not if none of those things are there and if not very much of that stuff is there then it'll be a little bit harder and you might it might take a few months but i have to give props to the first person mods that skyrim um modders have created for that game i think they're also in fallout now too but mm. um some of them are truly amazing there there's there's mods that if you have like a wavy flowy hair that that wavy flowy hair is in the way of your camera and when you're moving your head you you, you of course you have to like you can't just swivel your head around you actually have to like you know shift your body at the same time and some of those mods are absolutely amazing kudos congratulations on that and i hope we see some of that here because while the the first person camera looks all right uh or pretty decent as far as what i can see from cyberpunk i think there's an extra level of depth there that they could do that they probably probably borders along the line making too many people uh nauseous and if you're wondering how i, I or why I know so much about first-person cameras is like VR is great, man. It's great for me. Perfect. First person, no problem. Put it on a flat screen in front of me, and I'll 
<clears throat> throw up very quickly. Mm. I'd like to answer Valencia graphics. The, the, for those of you who don't who don't know him, he has been for some time he's been recreating the logos of the companies that we have been shown in Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven and he's done a great job. A lot of people that is creating fun fun based things to three Ds and three uh, D backgrounds and weapons. A lot of people is using his logos and it's fantastic. And well, I wanted to buy a Technica for but when I was going to ask you, I saw you just released. <laughs> so Mm. That's the logo I wanted. As, as soon as I, I saw the commercial of Biotechnica in, in the in the uh, in the trailer of the post podcast of Night, Night City, I said, "I want this logo." <laughs> but it, it looks very similar to the 2020 logo, doesn't it? They haven't changed it much for Biotechnica. Uh, yeah, the, the 2020 logo of Biotechnica was a little ugly. <laughs> the style, I mean, the the leaf and such, they kept the they kept the idea, but the style is very different. Mm. So okay. any anybody else want uh, to request something from Valency for logos? Where's the Mr. Did the Mr. Stud one come out? <laughs> I think I think he I think did I did it. I think I did see that. I last think he time. did it. Hmm. Yeah, because because um uh, I was I was working on the Mr. Stud commercial. And I believe he sent me. I stopped it because I don't like it. I need to redo it. But uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> when is that coming? Out? When is that coming out? Well, when I have to redo it because I really don't like it. It's really cheap. Uh, okay. No, it's not cheap enough. <laughs> it's not cheap enough. So the the idea with the commercials is that is that um, the commercial has to express also the kind of company that uh, it is. For instance, I don't know. Bio, the commercial of Biotechnica is like a make a corporation they have a lot of money to make commercials Militech. and then on the other side second amendment they are a group of shops they don't have a lot of money so the commercial has to look a lot more cheap hmm. so i don't know exactly mr stott what kind of cheapness do i need hmm. and i'm on that i'm on that <laughs> i'm guessing they sell well so i guess they have money for good ads so we can... <laughs> 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 yeah coastline always sorry coastline is asking no, no, why no. does cyberpunk on steam say it's releasing on the 18th of november when officially it's being released on the 19th i i'm assuming that's for just for time zones uh or preloading right how often mm. how, how, how typo why why do people tend to forget that people make mistakes <laughs> this is i true. think that's time zone yeah yeah it's like New Zealand is would be New Zealand gets all the games first, technically. Yeah, yeah, they do. <laughs> we need to move there, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> True. A lot of people on but... on release days would uh, put their consoles on on New Zealand time or something. That used to be like the the workaround. I mean, they, I think they've used patched to. that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sadly, they did. <laughs> I think I don't know when was that the last time I tried to do something like that. I think it was for Fallout 4. And then later, nah, it doesn't work. <laughs> it's too bad. Yeah. So no, you can't do that for Cyberpunk, unfortunately. Uh True. but we've been going it's for small differences anyway. Like in time. It's not like it's not, it's not that huge. People are gonna stay up till midnight anyways. <laughs> right? Of course. <laughs> 
Someone said, is the queen still working for CDPR? <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to address that? You want to address that? I, I've never worked there. I, that, it's a Yugon legend. I never worked there. You're confusing me with Outstar. We have nothing in common. It's it's kind of flattering that you confuse me with her, but uh, no. She's also not my ex-girlfriend, which is the other Yugon legend. <laughs> but no, I never worked there. <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, we've been going for... It's a compliment, though. It is. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm sure a lot of people think you work there just based off of your ads. Well, yes, yes, they fool a lot of people, and I feel I feel so trollish. I'm so I'm such a troll. I love it. I love when people get mad gets mad about uh, having ads in the middle of the videos, because they don't get, they are they are selling things that don't exist in the real world. <laughs> when I first started watching your videos, I tried to hit the skip button a bunch of times. I just was not. I just didn't clue. I didn't clue in. Until later. <laughs> Isn't that just great? <laughs> but that's that's a compliment. That's a compliment. That's why that's why I put the fake skip button. So people will try to skip it. <laughs> oh, I'm an idiot. <laughs> well now now I only put them in the in the videos inside the law uh, inside the universe. And they the videos that are normal on camera I don't put them anymore. But, mm. Smart. Because it's supposed to be on on the it's they they are supposed to happen in the inside of the Saturn universe. Mm -hmm. Well, we've been going for seventy two minutes. We've pretty much talked about everything that was going on in the last week. Does anyone have anything they're they're working on this week that's important that you want everyone here to know about to check out? Well, I am working. I am working in and bringing two uh, different giveaways that I believe I believe people are going to love. Nice. But especially especially one of them <laughs> <laughs> that is going to happen after my birthday. That is the fifteenth of October. After that, my my present is going to be a, a giveaway that uh, I believe people is going to love. And then a second one that I'm still on it. I don't know if it will be possible, but you'll hear about it. You'll hear about it soon. <laughs> Can you give us a hint of the giveaway or no? Uh, I'd rather not. Okay, okay. I'd rather, but it's big. It's big. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Damn. <laughs> quadra? <laughs> <laughs> not that big. Not. <laughs> it's not a quadra. <laughs> Yeah, just just one thing before we go on, like seriously, that car. Oh my god. That car, man. Oh my god. I I do. Do you mean the car of Rockstar? Yeah, the, the Rockstar. The thing one. that I don't like is the logo of Rockstar on top of it. It's like, oh, I know. Well, no. it's okay. You can you can you can paint over it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, I I think that the best thing to do is that whoever wins that car, you can. I mean, you can do what you want. But I mean, I would just like I would get. Uh, Keanu Reeves face just put right there you know it's big beautiful and they're just like breathtaking under it there we go. That's, that's the that's the best solution my humble yeah. opinion unless you're planning to resell then don't touch the car <laughs> yeah how much do you think that would go for honestly uh I believe this Mustang I think I've saw it somewhere but people can correct me if I'm wrong I believe this one might be 30k or something it's it's worth 40,000 but the resale value would be oh. much higher because it's obviously an exclusive limited edition oh, it thing would be right? a lot. yeah, yeah. It would be a lot 
So I'm thinking like, I don't know, a reasonable guesses in the chat, um, please. I, I'm thinking like, I think they would probably go for like 1.5 to 2.5 million. You're kidding. What? No, man. You're no way. kidding me. For, for a collector no thing, I'm sure there's somebody out there who's got that cash to burn. Elon Musk. No way. Elon Musk will, will purchase it. I was going to say like 200,000. Something like that. That might be a little too much. For sure, easy, at least. But I, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking maybe it might. We, we might have to wait to see. But like, I suspect that eventually we'll hear about this car getting sold off or something. And I, I just, I'm just kind of mm -hmm. trying to figure out what that would be. It depends on on how many people know about it and how like widespread the word mm -hmm. becomes. I'd imagine if they released it like after the game had been out for a while, it would it would do a lot better because. Would have that much more interest around it, right? Yeah, mm. yeah. There's also that, like, where is the car from? Like, uh, who, who, like, where was it actually? Because I'm trying to find like uh, the Mad Max car. Mm. Uh, I believe they had one. The car, that, yeah, they 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 had one for resale, uh, for for um, uh, God and bidding, mm. and I believe it was like two mil. For that yeah. car, yeah. no shit. What about well, they, that? Oh, that's like Mad the, Max. They had the Halo the Warthog too, didn't they? Yeah, the the Halo Warthog and the Batmobile. All of them have gone for like. I mean, you could probably build one for for half the cost that they they actually went for at auction. Hmm. So, but then you wouldn't. It wouldn't be the real thing, right? But and those, that's what I think. Those are established franchises, though, right? This is the first yeah. Cyberpunk game. Not saying that it wouldn't go for higher, but hmm, that's interesting. I think the Rockstar yeah. logo takes the value down like a good fifteen thousand. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, but you can always just buy a Mustang and do it yourself. I mean, don't do it yourself. Pay for it to look that way. That's true. Rather than spending two point five or half a mil for this car or whatever it's gonna be the cost. <laughs> we but, should, but yeah. We should pool our money together and see if we can chip away at it. <laughs> I'll get the suspension. That one suspension is not expensive. Oh, man. Yeah, I, the, the, it's going to increase in value, trust me, just after years. Like right yeah. now, it's too hot for that. Yeah. Like after a few years, if, if Cyberpunk gets to this level, ooh. and even well, then. If it, if it yeah. becomes like a, a major cultural phenomenon, you know, started, I mean, it's already started an anime series, but if it's, if we get fast forward like 15, 20 years and it's like, it's the thing so much, because this is one of these things like, right, like, like Star, Star Wars, Star Trek, you can't really like implement some of those stuff, like that stuff into, into nowadays. You, you just can't do it. You, you have to borderline fantasy it because of the, the techno fake babble and stuff like that. But a lot of what we're seeing in cyberpunk is something that is theoretically doable. And in 20 years from now, I mean, hugely, right? So mm. it, it'll be so interesting to see where everything gets in like a few years. So mm -hmm. yeah, that's a good point. And where it's going to be parked. I need that mm -hmm. location. <laughs> 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 All right, you guys got anything going on, Saib, uh Last known for next week. Right, Want to go first? Uh, yeah. Baldur's Gate, man. We are going to be doing Baldur's Gate hard. So please <laughs> join us. We're going to be streaming it. We're going to be 
um, covering it as much as we can. We're probably going to be uh, putting it up on Twitch and YouTube. Um, we're going to try and hit that real hard because it's it's coming out and it looks so solid that I'm I'm I have no idea what I'm going to do with my time. I have no idea. I'm really worried about it. <laughs> um, well, I just put out a video right now. Well, right now, about an hour ago, about the uh, seven. No bad nations and Raffenship. And next week we'll see there's gonna be some lore, but I'm still holding back on that because like same gameplay footage, it's it's starting to annoy me. Like yeah. I can imagine like the viewers how annoying it is, but yeah, it's what we have to work right now. For sure. Yeah. So go check those out. And, Before uh... we leave, I'd like to answer a question because Kalinko is talking about the map <clears throat> that uh Jack Jake just published on Twitter. And it's the map, it's the map of uh that appeared in the world of Cyberpunk 2077 with uh you can see the um I'm going to retweet it. I think that's in the that comes with the game, right? That's the physical map. Yes. Mm -hmm. And but but the map we already saw this map. The uh the roads were in the in the world of Cyberpunk 2077, and the volume of the buildings is something that we saw in the in the trailers. The trailer mm -hmm. of the gangs when we were shown the parts of the map where each gang is established mm. so it's not exactly new yeah nice. Nice. And i'm going to put his tweet on the, the on the chat but topography is much more visible now mm -hmm. like yes no it's cool it's super cool it's super cool that's why i'm going to put it in the chat mm. so people want to see people want to see it nice that looks awesome. All right. So Thank as a, as an image, as an image is new, but the information is given is something that we already knew. Yeah, yeah. There's there's plenty of images of the map at this point. Um, but it's still it's a very cool map. This is very cool. Yes, and this is going to come in the physical edition, even the the regular physical edition, and then obviously the collector's one. It says it comes uh, with a physical box of the game. Which, by the way, it's true. The game comes with a lot of things. What's going to happen to the people that, that buys it uh, digital? Hmm. Because the price is the same. I wonder how he found this. I mean, you get accessories on. Yeah, I mean, on GOG you get it. Just it's not. Yeah, you, but you can you can get it on GOG on, for the same price that you get the physical version, and the physical version version comes with a lot of goodies. Yeah, and some you... of the goodies can be digital, like the pen and paper, the 2020 edition, um, Cyberpunk 2020 pen and paper game, and the soundtrack and such. But yeah. I didn't think about it because I only pre-ordered the collector's edition, and obviously it has a lot of physical things. But when it comes to the normal edition, what are they going to do for the people that gets it digitally? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, we'll have to see. Well, we're only 45 days away, so <laughs> that's a positive. Feels so good, man. Feels so good. <laughs> All right, you guys take it easy. Next week we are on Triple, Triple S, S League. Yeah, Triple yeah. S League. So see you guys It'll there. It'll be an adventure. It'll be an adventure. I'm sure Cyber's going to talk oh, a oh, bunch oh, about oh, Boulder's yeah, Gate. Sorry, sorry we, should, we should mention. <laughs> it might not be on us. Um, 
next week is Thanksgiving uh, for for Canadians. I know Americans were like, "What? No, wait, what? Are, what are you talking about?" And they're like, "No, no, no, Canadian Thanksgiving. It's it's really different." Um, what do we want to do for that? I I was uh, curious. Do we do we, we want to think about it for because we we may not necessarily be able to, uh, or it might be very short. So, well, I mean. Yeah, you guys spend time with your families, but I think we can just swap it around. It shouldn't be a a big yeah. issue, right? We'll just we'll just flip right. it. So then in that case, who uh Mad Queen or Last Known? You either one of you want to trade? I think Mad uh, I can, Yeah. Mad Queen. Well, I think I think the net the next one shall be Last Known Meal, right? Well, I was last week as well. I was like, hey, was, am I too much? <laughs> I think it would be Mad Queen next on the schedule, but if you guys wanted to swap it a different way, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Do you want to do you want to swap the Mad Queen? So we're going to make the the European side of the podcast only. <laughs> well, no, no, we'll... we some of I think. Well, I mean, Neon, you probably be able. To I'll, I'll, yeah, I. Yeah, I'll probably maybe we think. To... Yeah, but yeah. he already hosted this week, so. No, but no, no, I mean, no, like attend, joining, attend. just joining. Oh, attend, attend. Well, we can make European version. It's okay. You right, you guys have to hang out with your families. This is important. It's an important thing to do. Yeah. So in that case, it'll be on Mad Queen's channel next week. Please tune in there, and then the following week we'll have it on Triple S League, and then we'll be back to our normal schedule. Sounds good. Yeah. Alrighty. All right. We'll wrap it up there. Thank you guys for joining. Take it easy. Bye. Bye.